Nice. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Knowles and Dogs podcast uh, presented by Georgia and Florida State. So you guys yeah. can send us <laughs> sponsorship. Again, we're looking for sponsors. Throw them Please at us. help us. Um, no, uh, today is our second episode. Mm-hmm. Episode 13, I think. I don't know. Again, I lost track right. a while ago. Okay. I could be pulling a number out of my behind. I don't know at this point. <laughs> anyway, this is our second episode that I know of that's coming to you in our post, like our off season. And uh, we actually got a pretty good lineup for you guys today. We got a bunch yeah. of news in the college football transfer portal world, just college football news in general, swirling around because you know there's no off season in college football. You know we are yeah, right. always on the grind, keeping up. Um, We'll be also doing so. We're going through that. Who's who's leaving programs? Who's staying for extra years? Who's coming to the draft? Um, yep. A lot of that. Um, some other news going on, um, and then we're going to do our college football head coaching grades. It's, uh, yep. Semesters up, and uh, we're time to final grades are due. So we're in. Uh, we'll be doing a couple of notable names. I think we got what do we got here? One, two, three, four, five, twelve. About sixteen of them. I could oh, okay. be wrong. Could be right. I gotta go through. Um, just some, some of the notable, more notable names in college football. Um, but some of them notable and did not do well. They yeah. did not pass the class. So, uh, so we got college some football one hundred and one. Yeah, they did not pass college football one hundred and one, uh, and they will be seeing us back next fall. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so without further ado, uh, well, actually, before we start, Dylan, how are we doing today? We're doing pretty good. I think we're doing pretty good today. I mean, a little bit late, but, you know. Oh, we always record late. I mean. Nothing new. It's just how it is. Exactly. Exactly. This is the off-season. You know, we adapt. Uh, well, there is no off-season in this sport, all right? This I, is a exactly, cause part you know, two. This know is it, part two. Before we know it, we're going into the combine. We got pro days. Mm-hmm. We got... Draft coming up. Training I mean, camp. Mel Kiper so. spewing nonsense as usual right now. So <laughs> that's a different that's a different story for a different time. Um, uh. Yeah, just you'll have to see. All right. So without further ado, let's get rolling into it. I have my note card right here, which has mm-hmm. our lineup on it. Um. So we'll start with uh, some notable news coming out of Gainesville. Jalen Rashada, he was a four-star cornerback. Um, quarterback. Was fine. Yeah. Was granted uh, his, uh, I guess, I don't know what you would call it. Just like he was layout. released. He was released he was re- of his national letter of intent. Yes. Um, so after he signed, supposedly signed a contract for like an, a contract, like an NIL deal, where he was mm-hmm. supposedly was supposed to be making around thirteen million dollars. This is before yeah. he would even have taken a single snap in college football. Um, it's before he put on a helmet. Exactly. Like, um, he was supposed to. The plan was he was going to sign, sign his letter mm-hmm. of intent, get his money, and and, re, and and roll into this this upcoming spring semester. So get ready for you know be there for the spring workouts and all that. Yeah. Um, but um, apparently after you know he signed his deal and all that, uh, he uh, apparently Florida. Didn't have the money, so yeah. uh, 
that's pretty much what happened. Florida corrupt. I don't know how that's possible for a school that big. You can't pull thirteen million dollars if you're a quarter. If you want this quarterback so bad, why? How are you? How do you not have that kind of money? If so, that's what supposedly the deal was. So I'm. I, there's a lot of details to this story, and obviously, because of the way it is, we don't have all the facts about everything yet so far. But from what we've gotten, what happened was the um. The University of Florida's biggest NIL group, you may have heard of them, they're called the Gator Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've understood, they formed an agreement with Jalen Rash- Rashada's family, and it was a written contract where um, one of the larger boosters, they had belief that he would pay that amount of money without asking him if he was going to pay that amount of money. So when time came up, he said, no, I'm not paying six figures to a high schooler. So they tried to negotiate a deal with him, and obviously he was... That deal fell. Yeah. And I think what's more worrying, if you're a Gator fan right now, is the possible likelihood that he might sue the Gator Collective. For lying, because as far as, if, Yeah, because as far as you know, they signed a written contract. And that he would be making thirteen million dollars, and then they tried to back out of it. Yeah, you after can't do he that signed an NIL. Or, you can't yeah, do that. NLI or whatever. So I mean, it's an awful situation if you're Florida. Like oh, it makes yeah. the it makes the whole program bad. look really bad. It's gonna hurt them in recruiting. Bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not one good thing from this situation. Like not a single no. good thing in Florida's park, like ballpark. This Absolutely just proves not. it proves more of that argument that you know every rivals fan base of Florida has is that Florida doesn't understand nil uh, nil yet, which I think obviously you can tell from this situation they have no idea what they're doing at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they it's um, just it's bad. It's not a good look um, for the university or the football program. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know whose shoulders it really falls on because you could say it's on the Gator Collective, but you could also – I mean you could kind of – you could trace it back to the coaching staff who yeah. you know, promising all this stuff and then – but then you're not able to deliver it when when it's time – like rents due. Like yeah, where's the money? And, you know, um, and, you know, in this day – this is a new day and age in sports, in college sports where it's – it's the Wild West. You gotta have the money if you want the big time guys. You're gonna have to have pay, get a you little pay the big time bucks. Yeah, um, and that kind of it's kind of embarrassing if you're Florida because you know you're trying to claw your way back into relevancy as a univer- as a from a football perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're at the bottom of the barrel in the state, let alone the conference in the conference, let alone in the mm-hmm. state. You finished with like the. Let's see, Florida State, UCF. Would I mean by the hair of your chinny chin chin, the third, maybe third best conference. I think third I think best even record. Then, I, I don't know actually because Miami was five and seven, and then FIU didn't do anything. FAU really didn't do anything. I think FAMU would have beat them this year. Ah, uh, maybe. Ah, uh, I don't know about that, but I mean, they um, got they they lost to Vanderbilt. They went yeah. toe to toe with USF at home. 
Vanderbilt looked was improved this year. I will say. USF wasn't. USF no it wasn't, and that was an embarrassment. I had the under in that game and that cashed, so we lost. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that was embarrassing. Um, in all accounts, right there. Uh, and I just think, and we'll get to it later, but like mm-hmm. I just I think the the Napier culture is just not there right now. And now who they got who they who they have playing quarterback? I think right now it's either Jack Miller or Graham Mertz. And oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Mertz is there. Forgot. Those are probably the worst two options they could have had going into this and offseason. It's, well, I mean, it's got to be Mertz going in because you saw Jack mm-hmm. Miller. I mean, yeah. he obviously didn't do but, anything. But we've seen we've seen the Graham Mertz story. You know what I mean? We know this guy. No offense. Oh, yeah. Is not Well, I mean, this, this is what Florida's fans are going to have to deal with. Is it's And it's no shot. It's just – it's the truth. I mean, you guys yeah. – you guys are at the bottom of the barrel right now as far as football mm-hmm. program, programs go, yeah. which is crazy to say from where this that this that Blue Blood Premier program was just maybe a decade, even a short I'm couple saying, short years ago. Like three years ago, we were in a conversation that they could be playoff contenders, and now we're looking at them as they're probably going to be the worst team in the SEC going into next year, like predictions-wise. Maybe. maybe. Uh, I would bottom say. of the barrel. I mean, they're not going to be the worst because there's – I mean, Vanderbilt's still Vanderbilt. Yeah, but I, mean, I would Andy, say if you go in with a preseason prediction, though, you're putting Florida near the bottom of your I SEC still think, teams. I still think Florida's better than like Missouri. Um, I still think they're better than Vandy, even though they lost. I think just from a talent perspective. I mean, I agree with the talent perspective, but the most important position is going to be quarterback. And I'm going to be honest; I think they're probably going to have the worst quarterback in the SEC going into next year. Oh yeah, well they don't have a quarterback. Um, yeah, like well that's just... what we'll talk about this too, and we'll like yeah. we'll do. Closer to the next year, like going closer to like preseason, we'll so mm-hmm. we'll do like our we'll do our uh, we'll have like our doc or something or a written down piece of paper like our conference predictions, like divisions, quarterback rankings, yeah. all that. Um, but as far as Jalen Rashada goes, because that's what we're kind of leading with, Rashada um, was visiting Arizona State, and he's planning on mm-hmm. visiting Colorado too this weekend. Um, yep. Col- Colorado is just. Dion is doing whatever he really wants up there. Mm. Um, that's kind of a different story for a different time. I am not a huge fan of all the like, like the video going around this week. Like, like the the guy that like the I don't know if he's a strength coach or something. Like yelling like stand up or something like that. Where mm-hmm. they had like the microphone and cameras in there. Like yeah, you know you know team meetings like that. I feel like. It feels more like a TV show than an actual. Yeah, like, it's almost. It's. It's. It feels like this is something like that's going to be like a, like a reality show, that TV show, <laughs> like on MTV or like, True or. Uh, oh shit! What's oh, excuse me? What's the show? It's on. Uh, I want to say I would think TLC, like MTV TLC. or TLC something yeah, like that's that. What just I'm like, yeah, fake. it's just like. It just feels fake. It doesn't. It feels forced. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's Rashada. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, hopefully he pans out to do something, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't want to also be like on his end where he's like, he goes somewhere and he stinks. You know, that would be that yeah. would not be a good look. So, um, we'll move on to uh, our next thing on our list. Uh, another more just this is more transfer portal news, portal mm-hmm. recruiting. Cormani uh, McLean, who was a Number one recruit, cornerback recruit in the twenty twenty three class, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So he was originally committed like to Miami, and he never – and it was probably another NIL issue, but he never yeah. officially signed, if I'm correct, right, Dylan? You know this more than Yes, I you are. He so never he showed didn't up for even, his, He didn't even show up. Yeah. He never showed up for his letter of intent like on signing day, never mm-hmm. said anything about it, and then just, I think, another day or two ago, just committed to Colorado. Dion's got his guy, another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now credit to Dion here, but um, and we just talked about how it's like feels kind of reality esque, but like yeah, this is back to back years now. He's stolen, he's stolen pretty much yeah. the number one overall recruits in the class of 2022, 2023. I mean, that's that's hard to do for any coach. Delano, he's I doing mean, it back to back years. He's getting kids that are already pre committed to big time universities. That's mm-hmm. credit to Dion. I mean, yeah. Travis Hunter is pretty good. I mean, he's not no slouch, you know. Is he a little undersized? Yes, but yeah. I, he's no slouch. And now you got McLean. Hopefully, McLean pans out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got the Buffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I do think his recruiting saga is a weird one because, but it's there's kind a part of impressive. Of it. It's impressive, but there's a part of it with Cormani McLean where. He was lying about being in Tampa while on his visit to Colorado. I don't know if you pay attention to that, but that was a wild part of the saga where nice. somebody somebody at Colorado took a picture of him like trying on stuff, right? Like uniforms. And that he posts on Instagram with a location tag in Tampa. He's like, What? No, I'm in Tampa, guys, but Nice. You know, you know Instagram, you know you can just search up any city you want. <laughs> just tag yourself right? there and be like, No, I'm here guys. So That's funny. Yeah. Um, sucks for Miami fans, but it couldn't be better for me. Right? I mean, my, <laughs> Miami is just its own issue, too. Like, Miami mm-hmm. and Florida are really just competing to see who's going to be the worst team, the Power 5 team in Florida. Yeah. I mean, UCF and Florida State run that state now. Especially since I think the biggest thing is Florida and Miami are in a bad position, especially since with the UCF jumping up to the Power 5 level and – Actually, hey, Malzahn has that place rolling. I would say they, they actually can recruit well there now. Yeah, like, they can. Obviously, they're not putting up top 25 classes yet, but they're in the top 40, I'm pretty sure, this year. Like UCF is. I Why mean, don't you look that up for me? Yeah. We're gonna, I mean, I mean that was a sloucher of a bowl game they had against Duke, but, I mean, Duke's got um, – who's their coach? Mike Elko, who we don't have on the list for reporting cards, but, I mean, he did a one heck of a job this year. He was the for, a coordinator at A and M. I think he was the <laughs> d- defensive coordinator at A and M. Um, and he comes over first year and just gets the Blue Devils to I think nine wins, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, that's one heck of a job, one heck of a coaching job for for Duke to be, who was kind of sitting in just that pit of mediocrity and rel- just not really doing much. But I mean, maybe have a couple of good years, but like. Elko's got something brewing there. I think a bunch of first-year coaches were doing that, but credit to Mike Elko. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'm looking to, at it right now. Uh, so 24/7 has him at 55, but on three has him at 44. So yeah, both I mean, of them. They also strong. have two four stars that signed. Yeah, I mean, and they had yeah. a Gator flip. Mm-hmm. They had a guy from Florida. It was originally going to be flip. Yep. To UCF, so. Listen, they get they go into the Big Twelve next year. It's right next year, right? Yep. This this they, season, this yeah, coming so season, they'll be in the Big Twelve. If they go in and compete, like compete, I think they will. 
I mean, other mm-hmm. I don't I don't think TC, TCU I think has a step back. I mean, honestly, this year they were if the ball bounces a couple other ways, they may not even be in the playoff. Um, so I think UCF has a shot to really come in. John Rice Pumley's back. Uh, this I think if they can go in and do well, they watch. I'm telling you that recruiting that's going to go up even more. And Malzahn knows how to do these things. And that's um, that's just how. I mean, if you know the game, you're pretty good. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think so. That was Cormani Brown, but I think we to tie it up at like Florida, U State, UCF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of in their own area. Um, yeah. It's just we'll talk. I'll talk about it a little bit here with Napier. We'll talk about him as a report card, but uh, say so it's kind of get... a stinky one this year. I got to be it's... honest. His first season was a little stinky. I saw a tweet. And I know we're kind of getting a little off topic, but I saw a tweet the other day, and it was like from somebody I forget who it was, but they were like the worst thing. You're looking back at it, the worst thing they could have done was fire Dan Mullen. Yeah, there was, and it was like a, it was an article, it was like a link, but it was like one bad season led to the panic button being hit too soon, mm-hmm. and that pretty much, yeah, they. You know, you had the one bad season, the 2021 season, and they fired in midseason. And I think yep. they someone said, like, they saw how, like, Georgia and Florida State were creeping up or coming up. I mean, Georgia won the title that year, but, yeah. you know, like, Florida State was coming up, like, recruiting-wise, all that. And they panicked. And now you're stuck with – now you're stuck with this. I you're think stuck the... with your own decisions because they all have consequences. I think the biggest thing at a well, let's not get too off topic, but I think the biggest thing no. at a school like Florida is you can win with a Dan Mullen kind of guy who isn't a obviously he's not an elite recruiter, but the University of Florida, the name itself sells. Like you don't have oh, to yeah. be you no. don't have to be Kirby Smart at Florida to be good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can be Dan Mullen and put up top ten classes every year, win games, but like obviously, yeah, he struggled with a bad quarterback. No, yep. I don't think it's a controversial statement to say Emory Jones was not a good quarterback. No, I mean, look at him. What he did this year at Arizona State didn't do anything. Exactly. Like, I don't, do is anything. he playing Power Five football next year? I don't think so. Yeah, he might have transferred. I don't remember. I think um, he entered the portal. I didn't see if he went anywhere, but it's not like it matters. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, we'll talk more about all that stuff later on. Yeah. Um, different segments throughout the off season. No off season. Forgot. We're gonna call it. We gotta think of a name. Um, the rest. The rest area. Right. No. Uh, yeah. Maybe. And the time. And the time before the combine is kind of like the rest time, right? Or I guess we're finishing up recruiting still. We're uh, we uh, we're stopping at the local Cracker Barrel off the exit. Exactly. Yeah. And we're, we're pit stop. Pit stop time. Anyway. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to uh, just some other transfer news. These kind of just mm-hmm. – we'll go through it a little bit. Uh, Nebraska lands Eric Gilbert, who was a former uh, former Gatorade All-American player of the year back in 2019. This mm-hmm. will be his third team now. He will join other Georgia Bulldog, MJ Sherman, I think, in Nebraska. Matt Rule picks up – Gilbert's good. I, he just – 
some of the off the field stuff. I don't know. There wasn't really any other details that came out like why he would never he never got to play. Mm-hmm. He would dress, and then sometimes he wouldn't even make the trips. Um, I think they were I think more helping him out with his off the field stuff. More like he he had I think two touchdowns this year. He had one against Vanderbilt. I forget the other one, but yeah, he just he's the one heck of a guy. I mean, if you turn on the Georgia spring game from last year, he had like three touchdowns. Yeah, really good athlete. Just some of the off the field stuff has kind of gotten away a little bit. Not like bad stuff, just like not like anything crazy bad. Just like stuff like his like inner demons and kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, if he can just get it one good season in, like. He has he has really good potential. He just has to get out there on the field. Um, but a good pickup for Matt Rule in Nebraska. Uh, I still think Nebraska's not going to do anything, but hey, you never know. Um, all right, we'll move on, and I know you'll have an input with this. Uh, Ole Miss is tr- – I was going to bring up – I'll kind of tie it in here in a second. Ole mm-hmm. Miss and Lane Kiffin have become transfer portal uh, – I call masterminds or just, yeah, um, like just, I don't even know the word, but he knows how to run that thing and pick out who he wants. He just got Walker Howard and Spencer Sanders within like days of each other. Mm-hmm. These are two former, these are two good, really very good quarterbacks. Um, the only issue is now, oh, he just got another cornerback um, from North Texas. And I know I'm going to ask you about this in a second. Um, what do you do with three quarterbacks now? Because now you still have, now you have Jackson Dart, mm-hmm. Walker Howard, who came from LSU, and Spencer Sanders. Um, who do you think a starts, and what would you do if you have three quarterbacks? Because I no. well, isn't in mm-hmm. you well, Sanders a senior, senior right? He'll be a senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Walker Howard will be a redshirt or a freshman sophomore. He'll be a redshirt sophomore. I'm okay. pretty sure. Perfect. All right. I'll let you have the floor. Thank you. Go. Um, I do think – I think Walker Howard's going to win the job out of camp. Okay. I think he'll be the starting quarterback. But I do think Spencer Sanders will get playing time, if, even if it's in like a wildcat kind of situation or whatnot, because Lane Kiffin really does know how to mix up that offense to make it ex- extremely multidimensional mm-hmm. and just hard on defenses to read. I think the big question is what happened to Jackson Dart because I really do feel like he's the odd man out here. I mean, yeah. Let's just be honest. He didn't have a great season. He struggled mightily down the stretch. Mm-hmm. He looked extremely underwhelming, mm-hmm. and I don't think they would be going this hard in the portal for quarterbacks if they didn't feel like we need to upgrade at this position. Yeah. So. That would be my two cents, is I do think Walker Howard, because I do think he's the guy with the most potential, and you know what you have with Spencer Sanders, and I don't think within with this Ole Miss team that's really knows how to mix it up really all the time, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of Walker Howard. But what do you think? Um, I would – see, I haven't really watched Walker Howard in a lot because he never even really got played a whole no. lot because it was um, Jalen – Jalen Daniels and then Gavin uh, Nussmeyer came in mm-hmm. uh, for the like the SC title game. So like I don't even know if he was dressing. Um, I don't know if they just redshirted him. It was he. He didn't really dress too often. But the thing is, he was one of those guys out of high school that you were like, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
If you watch some of his high school tape, he could really throw that ball. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think Sanders will start. Mm-hmm. The only reason why, as I say, is because I think experience matters. Yeah. Some, especially in these, I think experience matters, uh, especially in these bigger conferences. Sanders, I mean, he's from the Big Twelve, but he has so much experience. He knows he's he. I think he fits that Kiffin system well, where it's just gunslinging it. Yeah. Um, the only thing with Sanders is he needs he does he tends to get a little he's a tad bit he gets injured a little bit more than you want sometimes. Um, he does turn the ball over. He does struggle mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. That I mean, but all old Miss quarterbacks do at some point. I think it's almost going to be. I think Dart's out. I think he's going to transfer. Yeah. Me too. I think it's almost like a done deal. It's kind of like a slap in the face if you just watch your team pick up two highly talented quarterbacks out of the portal. Mm-hmm. Like you're sitting there, like okay, um, how are we doing, guys? But uh, yeah, it's like I think he's gonna be gone soon. I mean, I mean, from a confidence standpoint, I mean, what are you supposed to do with that? I mean, yeah. you gotta go. I mean, that's just a shot. It's like a slap in the face. Um, but yeah, I think Sanders starts this year. I think they mix in our Howard. Um, but I was just gonna say. I'm, we were talking about Colorado earlier. I mean, mm-hmm. Dion and Lane right now are like the transfer portal just gurus at this point. From just like, oh, I eh, you kind of wake up one day, you're like, man, I'm kind of feeling this position, and he just goes yeah. out and gets him. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling a quarterback today. He just goes goes and gets him. I need a cornerback. Who do I got? I'll take you. Give me him. Like, it's right now. I mean, it's. Still early for like Sanders, but like Kiffin has shown like, dude. I mean, I mean, if he can get just a couple good, better guys on defense, and again, mm-hmm. this is why the portal's so big. I mean, like you can just get whatever. I mean, like they have some pieces. They just they always seem to like they get off to a great start, and then they just they're like a sprinter that just can't always stumbles yeah. or something right before the finish line, and just can't recover at that point. I mean, they were like I think they were starting out six and zero. They were six and zero. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. I yeah, think they were like seven and two or something. Like it was, eight, yeah, like, they but they started the season six and zero. They, yeah, then they went like two and five mm-hmm. or something like down the stretch. Like yeah, not good, not good. But I will say, in a lot of those games, it was one one possession, very close. Just came like, down to like mistakes by a couple mistakes, guys, like Jackson Zard and. Going forward on fourth down, two mm-hmm. one too many times. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see because I saw again. I think I've said this stat before. Like Kiffin has never beaten as an old as a head coach or something like, or maybe it's just as an old Miss coach has never beaten a team over five hundred a day time of playing them in the conference. I'm trying to think all the time. I had if there's anything. Only thing I would think of is. He did beat uh, Mississippi State last year. Oh, was it? Or no, it was a um, winning or five a winning record in the like as an in like in conference play, something like that. Like Maybe, where, I like, don't it's, know. like that's I don't I don't, know, a, I just don't know. Yeah, or like didn't yeah. have like a five hundred record or something at least a five hundred record in conference play. Um, he beat up on the little that, guys. But... I, again, I don't know though because he beat. Um... A and M last year when A and M went what eight and four, 
Yeah, but what was their conference record? Probably what? Six and two? Or six and they four? They didn't go eight and four last year, did they? Last year. Hmm. Well, I'm just spewing stuff anyway. I mean, unless you want to look that up. Yeah, they went eight and four. What was their conference record? There's a stat out there. It's something related with like records and Kiffin. It's not the best stat. I guess yeah, they didn't have a winning record in conference. They went eight and four, but two and six in conference. Boom, bada bing, there it is. So if you beat them, but like, listen, you. No way. That's that was this season. Never mind. That was this season. So. Well, kind. I mean, they beat them. So technically. A and M went four and four. So maybe it's above five hundred. There you go. Um, but yeah, I think Sanders starts. You think Howard starts? They'll mm-hmm. figure something out there. Yeah, I just think experience, and it's his fight last year. I think they'll let him play because you still have Howard. Howard, I think you would know at this point. Like, listen, it's the job's pretty much could be mine. Let me just sit out one more year, learn the system. If they need me, I'm ready. But mm-hmm. all right, uh, we'll move on to yeah. um, kind of ties into f- some Georgia transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly noting, Lad McConkey and Cedric Van Pran, Cedric Van Pran Granger. Gosh, I think I messed up her name. Anyway, for center, both returning through their final seasons. Huge news for Georgia, um, as they will return three starters on the line now on the mm-hmm. O line, which is big. I mean, I think it's Ratledge, Granger. And Xavier, no, Xavier Trust was senior. Well, T's and P's, Dominic Wilcock, or Devin Wilcock, who's supposed to be on there. Yeah, that that's sad. Um, but that's where I think if you, you should know by now if that happened. Severick Van Pran Granger, I wrote that down. Um, Ratledge, Granger, and someone else. I'll get, uh, no, I'll get back to you on that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So they're staying, which is huge news. Um, yeah. A Marcus Jack, Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint, one of our top, one of our better receivers from last year, also coming back, which is big time, because um, with the latest news, uh, so Jaheem Singletary, he was a five star. We might have talked about this a little bit. I don't think we did. Um, he's transferring. Brumers Florida State is a landing mm-hmm. spot that he'll be in. He's a really talented guy. He's a five star. Um, yeah. Didn't really play a whole lot. Dalen Everett, who was another talented five-star defensive back, kind of took over and was earned, getting more playing time and was going to mm-hmm. probably get more start playing time next year. I think he knew that. Um, kudos to wherever he go, or wherever he actually lands. I think Florida State, though, is a landing spot, and you guys could probably use a defensive back. Yeah, I mean, right? we did. We land Fentral Cypress. So, I mean, obviously, the more the merrier, but we did land mm-hmm. one of the top guys in the portal, so. Yeah. May, why is that? I mean, why more stop with one? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, look at Kiffin. <laughs> I want another quarterback. Um, all right, and then we'll move on. So then A.D. Mitchell, who um, is one of the more important Georgia Bulldogs, he was pretty much our wide receiver one. Um, but injuries killed him this year. He had a high ankle sprain that pretty much in like the first game of the year that like, plagued him all the way up until like the playoff. Um, he's transferring. Rumors are Texas is his landing destination. Um, 
apparently this kind of went back to like early December and mm-hmm. a lot of people some I, a lot some people aren't happy about it because it's kind of like a kind of a tall tale of like um what's the word I'm looking for like Texas pretty much not bribery um, tampered it was tampering mm-hmm. kind of in a sense because you can't be offering people money and stuff mm-hmm. in the middle of the season and we know this is why yeah. it's money money here yeah. um he had two of the two one of the biggest catches in Georgia history the in the national title game and then a big nice catch touchdown in the in this past one he scored a touchdown in every college football playoff game he played in this last two years um it's a little weird though he was transferring only in the sense that next year was this last year anyway I was going to ask you, though, I did hear a rumor about the possibility that he has a son in Texas, and that's why he might be moving. I don't know if you've heard about that rumor or know any truth to it. I didn't know that. I know that he's from Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, Texas was really trying to go after him when he was a recruit. Yeah. Um, All I know is there was rumors, like, swirling back in, like, December that Texas was on, trying to get on his tail again. Um, I mean, I... I mean, maybe just because you, just you need you want to get some more targets. More, yeah. I mean, he played plenty. He played all the time. He started. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know we like, and I think this is possibly why now looking at it, like Kirby Smart was so big, like early in the portal, trying to go after like Dominic Lovett, Ra Ra Thomas, mm-hmm. like these two are top yeah. heavy hitters in the transfer portal. Like this is why because he might have known about this already. Like, I would say normally, yeah, those the head coach normally. You you always hope in a situation like that that they have an understanding of where their players are mentally, right? That like, yeah. Hypothetically, I don't obviously we don't know for sure if that's true, but if he does have a kid in Texas and he's leaning towards leaving Georgia for Texas, you would think he has a, a, at the front of his mind like, okay, then we need to be on top of trying to land wide receiver targets right now. Yeah, I mean, why else would you just go after the top two? Exactly. SEC yeah. transfer people in the portal. Excuse me. I mean, it would only it only seems right. So I mean, but now you it's, have oh yeah. good. No, it just it's one of those things where it seems like you had to have known ahead of time that yeah. something was coming. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure he knows about this stuff too. I mean, he's yeah, he's not stupid. He has sources and stuff, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um. But that will now. I mean, it, you're, I mean, from if you're a Georgia perspective, you still have five or seven starters coming back. I mean, you're still locked and loaded. I mean, you have on the. I mean, you'll still have Bowers, McConkey, Jack Saint, Thomas. Now, love it. Um, who else? Dylan Bell. Yeah. You'll. I mean, you're still loaded. So I mean, there's that. And then Tresman Marshall, who is a linebacker for Georgia, is transferred to Alabama. He's the mm-hmm. second year now. Georgia player has transferred to Bama. Uh, Jermaine Burton was last year. Uh, solid player. Um, he was a rotating linebacker. Didn't start, um, but he rotated in. Um, I mean, I think he had 15, 16 tackles this year. I don't know. There's stats out there. I don't off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. he's a solid backer, but I think he just, like everybody else, he wants more, wanted more playing time, and Bama probably said, like, hey, come on down. Um but uh, I think it is kind of funny. God, Bama fans on Twitter, they are relentless in shambles. Hey, they, um, 
they can't accept the fact that Georgia pretty much, and I'm not saying RK, like, back, and like, oh, I'm just saying this moment, I think they can't handle the fact that Georgia pretty much runs this, is at the top right now in front of yeah. college, college football. At the top, I'm not saying, like, like, dynasty, no, I'm not talking, like, true kings, like, nobody else is better, like, mm-hmm. right now, back-to-back champs, like, they run, they are the top kings of the, kings of the sport right now, and they can't handle that, and they're trying to, like, they're begging Glenn Schumann, who's our defensive coordinator, one of them, him and Will Muschamp, to come back, to, come back, like, we want you, come home, like, no, it's, it's just funny, like, they're just, they can't stand it, like, they just can't handle the fact that we're we're awesome now. We're better than them right now. So, no. I mean, who's playing quarterback for Bama next year? Do we know? Jalen Milrow? I really don't know. Is that that smells like a maybe ten and two year, a nine and three? I watched that A and M game. I watched Milrow. That's all I needed to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. We'll move on to just two little things before we start our report cards. Um, just some notable names that have, um, recently came out for the draft. Uh, C.J. Stroud finally declared. Yep. Jordan Addison declared. Mm-hmm. Quentin Johnston declared. Um, trying to think what B. John Robinson did, but he did it a while ago. Um, Darnell Washington did obviously some uh, yeah. I'm, some offensive lineman for Georgia. Nobody cares about offensive lineman now. So, um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Do you know of just name off the top of my head? Declared. I haven't heard any more people declaring really. But to be uh, fair, I think it's it's over now. You yeah, because the deadline. Yeah, the deadline was what Friday? Two days Friday? ago. Okay, Two days ago, because CJ Stroud waited to the last day to announce. Yep. Because Ohio State fans were begging him to come back. They thought he could. They they thought that he they could he could find a way to make first round money through NIL deals and stuff if he came mm-hmm. back. Like, are they are you that dumb? Did we forget about like money. incentives and bonuses? Like, no, that's it's not. A, it's a lot of money to commit to a guy too. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Um. Yeah. So. Congrats to them. I think CJ Stroud earned himself a top ten spot. He'll mm-hmm. probably be a top five guy. Um, Jordan Addison is going to be a late first, early second guy. Um, Kenny Pickett wants him bad. I've heard reports about that. Like he's mm-hmm. he's going to train. Jordan Addison's going to train with Pickett soon. I think I've heard. Yeah. Like that. They were. You remember watching them in Pitt. They were good. They were good. Like were good. I'm not saying it's just like a Jamar Chase Burrow connection, but like when you have a connection with a guy that you've played college ball with, like you know mm-hmm. their ins and outs, like you know their you just have a, like you have a feel for what they're gonna do from if you're a receiver, quarterback, like you know what they're gonna do. Like that's big. That's a big advantage. And you see it with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow now. I mean, just how dominant they are together. Like that connection. Yeah. It's it's wild. I wonder what happens to George Pickens in that situation, though. Because oh, I think Pickens, right now he's well, so be the future if, one. But if Addison, that would that be the case. Uh, I think 
you would have to trade Deontay Johnson, and we're getting off yeah. the topic a little bit. But you trade Deontay Johnson, which I wouldn't be if ever. I'm not. I would never be opposed to that because he whines. He's whining a little too much. He was. He had the most receptions. He was the only receiver to have like. He was the first receiver ever to have like over fifty catches in a season and not have a touchdown. Yeah. Um. He's making eighteen million dollars a year to not score touchdowns. That's unacceptable. Um. To be fair, the Steelers did finish dead last in touchdown passes. They only had 12 for the year. Um, and yes, we did. <laughs> and you would think, hey, we're going to fire a defensive co- or offensive coordinator. No, they didn't. Uh, they uh, retained Matt Canada, so it's going to um, go some, de- some deep thinking after this to get myself ready. Um, anyway. Steal a ball. Yeah, but yeah, George Pickens would probably go to one, and then you'd have Addison. I mean, that's a deep – I mean, people say, like, be like, oh, what happens if one gets on I mean, again, you could look at the Bengals. They're probably the best trio. Mm-hmm. Boyd, Higgins, and – Higgins and Jamar Chase are right there. I mean, Higgins – you remember T. Higgins at Clemson. He was a beast. I mean I, – I do think the problem in that situation, though, is – I obviously, we're getting way off topic here, but you're not going to be able to retain all those guys, right? So well, no, you get rid of Johnson. I think you get rid of Johnson. If you're – and you could probably get a second-round pick for him, second or third. I mean, I would the say Steelers... if they get anywhere near amount of this, like how the Bears got for, the Bears had to give up for, um, the Bears. How what did the Bears give up for? The Steelers got a second round pick for Chase Claypool. I say, and Chase Claypool, no offense, stinks, terrible. You would Thanks. think he'd get a totally first round for Deontay Johnson then, right? Totally fleeced him. He a thirty second pick should be a first round pick, but the Dolphins yeah. got their first round pick taken away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that would be a nice pickup as a Steeler fan. I wouldn't mind that. Um, anyway, we are uh, getting way off topic. NFL football, that is draft time. We'll get to that. Yeah, we got a lot draft. to say about that later. All right, anyway. Um, all right, so we'll move on to our final segment of the episode. And this is called a report card. Mm-hmm. Uh, fin- grades are finally in for the fall semester. Um, and again, we're seeing if you're, if one of you, if your school, if your coach, uh, passed, uh, sports coaching 101. Um, and is, uh, we'll start with, uh, I think how we'll do this is, I think we'll just, I'll say the name mm-hmm. on the coach and maybe you'll give it, give the letter grade and a brief explanation, like why. Yeah. So we'll start with uh, Kirby Smart. Dylan, what was Kirby Smart's final grade for the semester? I think it's probably one of the easiest easiest answers we can give. I would say A+. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably the best coach in the sport at the moment. Um, Obviously, you you always have the argument for Nick Saban, but I think at this current moment, it's very hard to argue against Kirby Smart being the best coach in college football. I would 100% agree. Uh, Smart is at the top of this game. Mm-hmm. His relentlessness, his drive to be the best and just doing whatever it takes is mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. I mean, just the job he's done the last two years, 29-1. and one, He's like 81-15 and 15 or something in his career so yeah, far. This is his only coaching gig. Like, it's insane. And I know it's not going to last forever. He won't last till Saban. I think there's a report like he was – he's not – 
like he texted his wife or something before like the Peach Bowl or the national title game, like apologizing mm-hmm. for not like for not being as good of like a husband or something. Yeah. Like he has three kids, like he wants to be there around for them. So I think that his oldest is maybe in high school. But like yeah, I think he wants to be there more for his kids. He's mm-hmm. he's a family guy. So he's he'll he'll be around for he'll still be around wait for a while, but like he's not going to last till he's seventy. He's only forty-seven. Yeah. He's not going to be around when he's seventy. Um, not yeah, so A plus. Yeah, no. I give you yeah A plus for sure. A plus. Okay, <clears throat> we'll move on to uh, John. Or no, that's that's well, we can do John Harbaugh, but that's a different okay, story. That's not that's. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. Dylan, final grade. For Mr. Harbaugh, A, just an A. I, mean, I wouldn't see because it's very hard to be crit- criticize uh, Jim Harbaugh, especially these last two seasons. As you know, he's beaten Ohio State twice. He's won the Big Ten twice. He's had back to back fantastic seasons. Obviously, he hasn't got it done yet in the College Football Playoff, but I think just going to the dance itself, especially when you are Michigan. I would give him an A right now. I think A just flat though, not A plus. A minus for me, and a okay. couple of reasons why. Um, undefeated season, beat Ohio State again, dominated Ohio State again. Like that's mm-hmm. rolling. Like you're in A plus territory. You can't have a whole month to prepare and come out mm-hmm. into the playoff game like that and just crap your pants. Yeah, like that was not good. Like. You let TCU beat you, and TCU should never have beaten them. If they played that, if those two teams played each other ten times, Michigan probably wins eight times out of ten. Yeah. There's no reason why they really should have lost that, and that all falls back on coaching. Not being able to score within the five twice, Mm -hmm. turning the ball over, trick plays on when you have the Joe Moore Award winning offensive line. Yeah. Like, coaching mistakes is the reason why he's not going to get an A for me. He's an A- minus because of his record and that he beat Ohio State again. Yeah, um, yeah you can't have that much time to uh, go now lose your last five bowl games now. I think it's six. Um, six now, excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah, God, I was trying to help him out apparently. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, just, yeah, you can't have a month off to prepare and then you come out lackluster like that. Um, and then now he's under now Michigan all they're under investigation for some other stuff, but I don't want to get into the details about that. Yeah. So A minus for me, Harbaugh, solid job. Um, he's coming back. Rumors again he interviewed for some NFL spots, but he's coming back. Um, yeah, A minus. Ryan Day, Dylan, Ohio State. I'm gonna give Ryan Day a D minus. And the reason okay. why I give Ryan Day a B minus is because I think the easiest way to say it is not all programs are judged the same. Mm-hmm. Your job at one school is not the same as at another school. And at Ohio State, no offense, but you are expected to do three things, right? It's win the Big Ten, mm-hmm. beat, beat Michigan, win national championship. He hasn't done either of those, any of those three in the last two years at Ohio State. He has not won a national championship, and he is one and two against Michigan. So, it's very hard for an Ohio State coach to get a high letter grade when he is 
probably the biggest ire of the fan base. And that's what yeah. I'd say about Ryan Day right now is a B. Yeah, I would say B, um, too. Um, kind of like what you said, you know, you're – I mean, I guess it's the born on third base kind of thing, but yeah. it's just – it's so hard for – I don't know how a coach with that much talent constantly is just not able to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. You can't get – let alone beat by Michigan. I know this past year the score – the scoreboard it kind of doesn't really dictate how it is. They had one bad half of football all year, mm-hmm. um, but it's just it's hard. You can't go one and two. You can't get beat like that. Um, and then just some plays down the stretch and big time games where you just you get you get costed. It costs you games, and so um, he's got to do something. I do have to go back to a point you made about Michigan just real quick. Time ties it all together, like your yeah. expectations, like when you said Powerball, like you got to the dance. Like I think Michigan at this point, like that that expectation's gone now. Like you're now mm-hmm. expected to competing for national title game, like getting yeah. there and winning. Same thing Ohio State now. Like for Harbaugh, like, like Harbaugh. I know I'm kind of going backtrack, but like Harbaugh, it was like beat Ohio State first and then yeah. But now you beat them twice. Like now, the next step is you gotta you gotta win one for us. You gotta get mm. there. And for yeah. a day, it's we gotta beat Michigan again now. Then we gotta get back and we gotta get over that hump and finally win. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'll give him a B. Uh, close to B plus range because of how he he out he had one of his best coaching performances from in coaching and execution spot in that Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Just some plays down the stretch there. Which ended up costing him. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on uh, to uh, Dabo Sweeney. Clemson. So I'd give Dabo Sweeney this season a C minus, and I think that yeah. to be one hundred percent honest, is kind of giving him more credit than he deserves. Because quite frankly, this was a talented Clemson team that was just mismanaged. That he just made decisions out of loyalty when he shouldn't have it's just it's it's one of those things where he has let in a season where Clemson should have jumped back to the top of college football he kind of brought them even further out of the bigger picture with this season I mean I don't know another way to say this but I mean he you won the ACC but you won the ACC because the ACC has to play the Coastal because the Atlantic has to play the Coastal in the championship. I, I don't think Clemson would have beat Wake, NC State, or Florida State a second time this year. Just from I the do. way they played, I just I don't trust them. So uh, I'll give – oh, go finish. Finish what you're saying. Just, just with, with his loyalty to DJ, I just mm-hmm. – yeah. Um, So I'll give him a B mm-hmm. and – Kind of add on tie what you're saying, and I'll yeah that um well the to be fair I do think like you're like you made a nice point right there at the end like his loyalty his constant loyalty to DJ um I don't want to say didn't hurt them as bad as I th- it didn't hurt him as bad as I thought mm-hmm. it would as it appeared um if he plays that full game again in the AC title game I do think North Carolina has a legit shot. At yeah. that, because I mean, we saw Mac Brown was asked after the game. They did not prepare at all for K. Clubnik. No. So no, they didn't. Um, 
as crazy as a season it was, which started the year with, you know, when their coordinators left, they decided to promote within. Mm-hmm. They gave Uyangale another year. It never worked out. He had like a little three-game, four-game stretch where he was kind of like, all right, maybe he's here. Like he's finally yeah. got it back together. And then it just went downhill again. Um, you lost your in-state rival, which cost you a spot at home, which cost you a legit shot at making the playoff. That's the only other yeah. reason why, like, as crazy as a year it was, like, they still almost made the playoff. They won the ACC. Yeah. They finished with 10 wins, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they did. 10 and they, three. 10 and they got 10 and 4. They got they got beat bad in the eight in the Orange Bowl, um, which was <clears throat> excuse me, um, kind of a not good look because Tennessee was missing most of their key starters on offense yeah. anyway. Um, and you could say they had a their backup in quarterback like cuz Hooker was injured, but um, yeah, that even with all that like to still have 10 wins with pretty much no offensive skill players, a bad quarterback, a mm-hmm. good quarterback that you didn't want to play all year. Uh, to do all that, like, I do think they'll turn it around a little bit next year. I think, didn't they just get who Garrett Riley? Yes, they uh, brought in Garrett Riley from TCU. So I do think that will help, especially on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. The defense, I don't think, is, is a little now overrated from where it was. So. Yeah. It's just not I, as talented. It's just no, not as talented as it was they a few had, years ago. They had that little sprout when like Deshaun and Trevor were there, where they mm-hmm. were just low. We had Lawrence. You had Andrew Booth. You had Dexter, yeah. or not Dexter Lawrence. I just said him. Uh, um, oh crap! What's his name? No, you had a lot of NF- legitimate NFL guys on those teams. Cleland, I can't remember. Yeah, Cleveland Farrell. Um, gosh, who's the guy in Miami? Uh, Watson. Christian. Uh, I was like, he was on game day. Christian, uh, look it up, look it up, look it up. Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins, that's right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Wilkins. Um, I mean, you just had constant guys who would, what, there was that linebacker, I can't remember his name, he plays for Arizona. It was like. All good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was going to say, is that, yeah. no, you're good. I say you just had like constant talent, sw- like swimming in and out of uh, South Carolina there, but I I don't want to say it's dried up, but hello, hear me. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Go ahead. I said I don't want to say that the talent has dried up at Clemson, but with their refusal to touch the transfer portal, his antics. Yeah. It just seems like he's pushing himself out of the spotlight of college football, and I don't know a little bit what to say about that. A little bit. All right. And that's the only reason why I grade him lower than you. I still – final thought because we got to move on. Mm-hmm. I still think he's the top coach in the ACC still. Until yeah. mm-hmm. somebody's able – a team's able to consistently knock Clemson off that pedestal of being the top team in the ACC, he's still at the top. Yeah, I agree with you. Um. All right, so we'll move on because we still got a bunch of them. We're only four in. Uh, Nick Saban, Alabama. So I give his uh, performance this season the E minus. 
Uh, he obviously had another great year. You know, they only lost two games in the season. But losing to Tennessee and LSU, your big rivals, barely skirting by Texas and A&M, it's just not the best look. But, I mean, it, it, it could have been a lot worse is what I'll say. With that, with how how yeah. with them screwed by those teams, it could have been a lot worse than it really was. But it's a very disappointing year for Nick Saban. Mhm, for sure. Um, I give him a. He's gonna get a B plus for me. Okay. Um, you can't. You struggled throughout the year. I mean, you lost a couple of games. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm. I think something happened where. Um, with our thing. It's all good. Uh. Well. Um, well, kind of. I think our the first. It, for some reason, the um, the audio like stopped recording and it just restarted recording. So like we have like one. 54 minutes set, so now i got to figure out how to like, merge them together. Okay. Um, anyway, so, I mean, we'll just finish and then tag it along. Yeah. Sabin, uh, yeah, I think B+. Plus, uh, too many close games this year. We really honestly could have gone 8-4 and four and just been that. Um, I don't know who they're going to have at quarterback. They finished the year strong, though, beating Kansas State really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, a B+. Plus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we just kind of – let's just kind of start rolling through this. Yeah. Uh, Mike Norvell. So uh, I give uh, Mike a B plus. With great turnaround season for Florida State. Obviously, there's a couple of moments where it was just disappointing that midseason stretch with NC State, Wake, and Clemson. But I thought it was a great season for Mike. And Florida State looks a lot better going into next year. Gotcha. Hey, quick question. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, hundred percent agree. What does your timestamp say? Mine says fifty-seven fifty-three. Okay. So actually, it may have stayed. Maybe I, I think I think because I'm at because I'm at three minutes because my thing like went out for a second. I was gonna say yeah. you're. I, you're I don't know if your microphone's recording right now because it, there's like an echo to when you speak, so it might just be recording from your headphones, like the microphone in your headphones. Yeah. Well, just disconnected. Is there an echo? No, you sound okay now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, All right, you're good. Norvell, I give it. Yeah, I'll give him a B plus. Um, had a little skid in that middle of the year, uh, but he did finish the year strong. Um, I, it, I think this next upcoming year is really the big year. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you got, you turned it around, but now can you take that next big step? Um, you yeah. got everybody coming back. You got some big transfers coming in. Like, mm-hmm. can you take the big step? Yeah. Um, so, all right, we'll move on to. Uh, we'll save him for we'll save him for later, a little bit later. Uh, Brett Venables, Oklahoma. I think this is an easy D. Uh, they were obviously they were highlights of the year, so I don't want to give them an F. But there were moments this year where they should have looked dead in the water, like awful. Like, downright mm-hmm. awful. For a defensive-minded coach, they could not stop anybody from scoring on him all year. Just not a great look for Brett Venables in his first year. And obviously, because you want him to, he's going to bring in his own guys eventually, so you can't really 
completely judge him on his first year, but judging by his first season, terrible look for Brett Venables. I'll give him a, a um, C minus, mm-hmm. and I mean it's just a C minus, a sixty nine point yeah. seven. And the only reason why is because he got bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. They got to a bowl game. They about beat Florida State. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, for the most part, it was a very up and down, mostly down year for them. Uh, sorry, my thing's a little slow. No, you're good. Anyway, um, I'm just, this is just an inevitable downhill, a ship sinking. This, you know, that's what we are here. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Venables, they need to, uh, he needs to find a way to get back to his defensive roots. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, uh, they were one of the worst defenses in the country last year. Outright. This past they year. And, uh, that's anyway. not acceptable for Brett Venables. Yeah. Yeah, Venables stunk as a, the defense stunk, so they got to figure that part of the ball out. Um, if they do that, they'll be right back where they usually are. So, um, all right, we'll move on. Dan Lanning, Oregon. Ooh, this is an easy A for me. First year, you win ten games. You look fantastic doing it. And quite frankly, I think this Oregon team looked better than Mario Cristobal's team the year before. So, I mean, I don't think there's any grade you could give lower than an A for a first-year head coach bringing in a brand-new system, brand-new offense. Obviously, he lost his offensive coordinator, so you don't know if next year there's going to be a slight dip in production, but I think he had a great mm. first year. I, uh, yeah, I give him a, I'll give him a solid A, too. Uh, especially what he was able to do post that week one game where they got an absolute slaughtering. By Georgia, yeah. um, what he was able to do with that team in his first year, awesome! Like just very good. Mm-hmm. They uh, were able Bo Nick, They were able to help turn Bo Nix into a dark horse Heisman candidate. That offense like, like explosive. One, yeah. And this is a defense. He's a defensive coordinator, former defensive coordinator. Like that, the defense looked good. Um, it'd be interesting, like you said. Like what do they do next year without Kenny Dillingham? Mm-hmm. But I mean, they looked more suited up. They looked more explosive than previous Cristobal teams. Like they looked, they look legit. And now, can they yeah. finally? It's kind of like Florida State, but it's been like what Oregon's note pet peeve is like. They gotta be able to get to that next step. Can yeah. they get back to the playoff? Can they do something? We'll see next year. Um, the Pac-12 is wide open right now. Yeah, going into next year. So, yeah, I'll give them an A. All right. Uh, we'll just we'll do some rapid fire here, and then we'll save some of our favorite quarter favorite people for last. Yeah. Just for these guys, let's just do quick. What your letter grade is? Yeah, yeah. Lincoln Riley. Uh, a minus. I give him a. an A minus his first year. A. I. I would give him a uh, A minus as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just because you were able to get another Heisman winning quarterback. The you defense is getting. I mean, you got to give him a bad grade. Defense has got to you got to get someone figured out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so A minus for Riley, uh, Steve Sarkeesian. B. B minus. I would say it's a, it was a season of highs and lows. I think 
With C plus. Being... You know what? C plus fair for enough, me. Fair I, I just give him B because it, it was a season of highs and lows, but most importantly, I think he rejuvenated a lot of the hope for Texas, mm-hmm. right? And he did. He had some serious flashes of they could be great. Too many, in, too too much inconsistency mm-hmm. for a team that is supposed to have high expectations. Too much. That's all it is. Yeah. It's too much yep. up and down. You need gotta be consistent. If you're Sarkeesian, you're not getting paid that much money to be uh, mediocre. So, Fair enough. Um, C plus for me. Sunny Dykes. A plus. I will give him an A plus too uh, for what he first year able to turn that team all the way to the national title game. That game doesn't really impact show like what that team did. Uh, yeah, so I'll give him an A plus. Mario Cristobal. Um, I want I want to give him an F, but I'm gonna give him a D minus just because he has been pretty solid in recruiting. But other than that, uh, the team looked downright uh, like disgusting to watch, like almost unwatchable football at times. I'll give him an F. Um... You're supposed to you're going in. I know it's your first year, but you're supposed to go in and change that program, bring people to into the seats. You can't be can't lose to Middle Tennessee State. You can't have a crappy offense. You bring in all these recruits. Figure it out. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, uh, F, probably even, debatably even F minus. You went five and seven in year five. Like these are your recruits. These are guys you brought in. This you have zero excuse, and this is the worst Texas A and M has looked in over a decade. F minus for Jimbo. F for me. Uh, same thing. You can't be bringing in kids via if it's paying people, bringing them in from your recruits. Like, yeah, like find a quarterback, find an OC, find, do something. They're bringing in freaking Bobby Petrino, I think, is their <laughs> OC. So we're gonna God, we're gonna see where this goes. So F yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Kelly. I'm gonna give Brian Kelly an A plus. Uh, winning the SEC West in your first year. Beating Bama your first year, you know, doing the one thing that every LSU coach, that's what you need to do is you need to beat Bama. Mm-hmm. I i mean, I don't know how to say it, but really just an all-around fantastic year, especially since I would argue he was the most doubted coaching hire of the offseason. I'll give him an A. Uh, it's kind of like what you said, mm-hmm. from doubting to his antics he was doing yep. in the beginning of the year. <laughs> but he kind of stopped doing it. He laid low. And even after that first week, like, people wanted his head off. They wanted him fired. Like, he, how he was able to turn that team around, finish the year strong, beat Bama, beat Ole Miss, uh, get shellacked by Georgia, but turn around and slaughter Purdue. Yeah. Uh, huge. Yeah. And now you got a good recruiting class coming in, got some decent transfers probably coming in. Mm-hmm. Kelly has, I give him an A. Actually, yeah. sticking with Kelly's Chip Kelly, UCLA. Chip Kelly, I th- I give Chip Kelly an A for this season. I mean, he really built a good foundation at UCLA, and they looked great. He really made a team that, for the most part, has been wandering, like, the middle of, you know, just wandering aimlessly for about, since Troy Aikman was there, really. They've been wandering with no, like, future, no really anything, and he's given them a solid foundation. Where mm-hmm. winning eight games is not crazy anymore at UCLA. I give him a B. Uh, he need to he needs to win one or two more like the big games, and then um, get get the Pac-12 title games for me. Yeah, you got to beat USC. Yeah. All right. Uh, two more here. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, James Franklin, Penn State. A B plus, only because they can beat everybody but Ohio State and Michigan. They can't beat them. He, he just I, cannot beat them, and I don't get it. And I want to give him a higher grade because he does everything but that. But at the end of the day, though, that's your roadblock. And every single time you get up to that roadblock, you kind of just turn around and walk home. I give him an A, actually. Um, I do think he still finished 11-2. Exactly. Uh, I mean, but, a Rose Bowl yeah. win. You honestly, sh- you let the Ohio State game slip away. Michigan just outplayed you. But you let the Ohio State game play- slip away. You let Sean Clifford some miraculously, like they least talked about 11-20 team of all time. But listen, they just do, they beat the team supposed to be. You could say what it is about the Ohio State-Michigan, but 11-2, and two, Rose Bowl victory. First time they've won the Rose Bowl, and oh God, it's, I think they, it, it's been a while for them. So, yeah, uh, yeah. A for James Franklin. Fair enough. He does need to take, like, pretty much like all good coaches or guys that are, like, in there. Yeah. They, they, he just got, he has to be able to beat one of those two teams. Um, but yeah. You gotta right. win the Big Ten. Like, you gotta do this. Actually, one more before we do our favorite person in the world. Yes. Uh, Mel Tucker, I'll start. Uh, he'll get a D, or actually. No. No, he'll get an F. Yeah. He'll give an F. Yeah, sure. Uh, you were just given a big giant contract, and, um, you stunk. You were a disgrace. Disgusting. Michigan State was awful. Um, yeah. Yeah, F. So I said they just they, I don't I don't even know I have words for Mel Tucker other than like Tuck is not coming. Tuck's not coming and yeah. uh F. Alright, and uh our final one before we end the uh podcast. Uh, Billy Napier, Dylan. Florida. I'm gonna give Billy Napier's first season in Florida a D plus. Oh. Only because only because they were bowl eligible. Now th- were they bowl eligible by the now, state of they were both eligible by literal hope and pray against USF, but <laughs> quite frankly, for a lot of this year, the team was not that great. They had moments of flat, like flashes of looking good, but they just. <sighs> and then you have all the off the field is what I think kills Florida most of all, right? The <laughs> obviously we're t- we talked about earlier the Jaden Rashada news them losing out on Cormani McLean earlier in the season, which was, by the way, a crazy flip. I don't know if you're like paying attention to that one. Mm-hmm. It was crystal balled everywhere to Florida, and then he announced like he didn't even want to go on another visit to Florida, and he commits to Miami. It was just like a man. That's got to nice. hurt for them. Obviously, we well, had, he probably uh, knew they didn't have money. Yeah, the um, Jalen Kitna situation earlier. The <laughs> The, the bowl game against Oregon State, it was just, I have never seen the wheels fall off a program so quickly and so dramatically from beating Utah to start the year to getting the most embarrassing, like, recruiting mess in the history of college football. I yeah, think it's, um, it's bewildering. Uh, he'll get an A, uh, God, I don't even know. I'll give him a, he'll get a D minus. Um, yeah. uh, the fact that they were they actually had Boulder bowl bowl game just right mm. from this year stripped from what that disgraceful performance was. Um, a field goal. Kicking a field goal down thirty, 
mm-hmm. is an absolute abomination in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was not a good. Florida fans know that they uh, they jumped the gun with Mullen. They hired the wrong guy. Uh, he's not he's not suited for this. Uh, too much chaos all around all season. Their best defensive player was kicked off the team for no, unknown reasons. Yeah. You have the quarterback issues all year with Richardson. Defense was nothing. Was abominably bad. Yeah. Very very bad. Um, I went to I, two floor two real Florida games. Went to three. Mm-hmm. Eastern Washington game doesn't count, but yeah. Um, I went to I was at the LSU game. I was at the Georgia game. Mm-hmm. That defense was atrocious. Their quarterback play is bad. The coaching decisions stink. The culture there is not good. I just and it's just overall bad. And now they're stuck with Florida fans, Florida alumni, for all that. The university is stuck with the decision they made. To stick around with them, and now you're gonna see what six and six feels like again, maybe. And now it's really instead of competing for second, Georgia's top in the East. It's yeah. Now who's jockeying for that second spot? For Florida, I mean, it's jockeying for fourth. I mean, you're, you're in the same playing field as Missouri now. Have fun with that. I, I, Miss, mean, I, would, I would even... You're in Missouri's territory. No, they are because... Missouri has a better outlook on next year than Florida does. They probably do. Because um, now you got Georgia, Tennessee will be in second... We'll see. South Carolina, I think, will be at third. Yeah. You'll see what Kentucky's all about. Yeah, Missouri, Vanderbilt, fucking. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting caught. Vanderbilt beat you. I mean, where are you as a university? Mm-hmm. And I just want to. I just, I, I just don't. And that I, honestly, I, that Utah game, mm-hmm. they should have lost it. If Cam yeah. Rising doesn't run the, if he should, if they just run the ball. They scored a touchdown. The only reason why they lost that game is because he threw it right there. Mm-hmm. By the way, am I loud? Or am I... No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Uh, you yeah, let the U- you barely beat a USF team that lost every game after its first win against Howard. Yep. So mm-hmm. you barely beat them at home. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's just like. I don't. Think I want to pull up their schedule. Them. I'm going to pull up their schedule, and I'm just going to briefly go through. And I know this is a very. This would seem like a very anti-Florida podcast. It kind of is. It kind of isn't. We're just talking truthfully how we feel. This is no biased. This I, is just me. I think me and Hunter would both rather Florida be a competitive program that is fun to play against than a team that we both sit here looking at like. Heck yeah! No, like, I just, it just feels like they have no. Uh, idea I liked where when they're going. I liked when game day was in Jacksonville for yeah, a lot for when a couple years ago when they were there two out of like the four years. I like that. You like when the cocktail party when it's not a twenty-two point spread. Like I was sitting in that game. I had Florida fans. Just, I was sitting in the student section, the Florida student section. I had guys. Cheering, whether or not they were drunk or not, who knows? They were cheering because Florida covered the number. Like that's <laughs> not what you should be at this point. 
You shouldn't be celebrating because your team just got their crap kicked in by 22. Yeah. No, no, no. And now I'm going to go through the schedule real quick. Utah, at Utah, L. McNeese yeah. State, win. Te- get, they get Tennessee at Florida. I, I don't know about that. Charlotte, at Kentucky. Vanderbilt, at South Carolina. You're Georgia. That's a loss. You get Arkansas at home. I don't know what Sam Pittman and Jefferson are going to be doing this year. You're at LSU. You get, you're get at Missouri, and you get State Florida State at home. I mean, maybe one, two, three, four, maybe six and six again? Maybe? I mean, they might go five think, and seven. I think six and six is almost like a – you're looking on – I don't want to say ceiling for them. And it's that's if like they go to Missouri, to. I think. It, I think that's was... if you go to Missouri and beat them. And Missouri is like a, a sleepy, hollow place for all these SEC teams to go to. I'll tell you what, Florida never beats Missouri. Like, they never win in Missouri. They, I'll pull up their record they, right now. They do. They they lost the last time they were there. Mm-hmm. I think they lost the time before. They, they barely beat them this year. I but, pull, uh, pull it up right now. But listen, believe... and I think yeah, they're six and six against each other. It's not good. That's not good. No, um, that's not good. But this is again. This all seems back to this is. We're gonna see what kind of roster they go out next year, but I don't know. I don't know. They got to go to Kentucky. I think that might be a loss. Actually, I don't think about it. Yeah, because, I mean, we'll see Cade McNamara's going to Kentucky, so. Wait, no, he's not. He's going to Iowa. Wait. Yes, Iowa. Who's going to Kentucky? Who's going to No, they were trying to get Grant Merritt's, and they didn't. Uh... Well, I mean, that may have been a good thing. Anyway. All right. Unless you're looking it up. But, yeah, I think... And Destiny? I will be the first one to say I'm not. Who know. knows? Um, yeah, like I'll be the first one to say, and probably you'll defend it, say it too. Like we are, yeah. Like I just said, like we are probably the least crazy anti-Florida people. Like no game week, obviously it's yeah. game one, but like just just from an overall standpoint, like you know, I just like to say I just say what's on my mind. I don't. I try to be unbiased. I mean, I talk about Georgia biasly sometimes, but like even us, like I'll say, like mm-hmm. I'll point out if there's something wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I'm just gonna say it. Shoot straight. I'm gonna shoot. I'm a straight shooter with you. I'm gonna say what I feel, mm-hmm. whether you agree with it or not. Don't take it as biased or anything. Just because it's a knolls and dogs. That's the name of the podcast. Like, no. I'll like say, we, we just we, do college we, football. We both do have people in our life who are Florida fans. You know what I mean? Like we're not just stuck in our own mindset like you know like hunter's girlfriend's a florida fan my sister is a florida fan you know like we, we have plenty of like florida gators around us right we're not just the most anti-florida you know doing all this like we're gonna speak honestly and we both don't believe in billy napier at all no no yeah i mean i'm i'll be up in gainesville all year next year yeah. so listen yeah i'm gonna i'll be boots on the ground like ready to roll so He'll, he'll be reporting be, right for the inside scoop. Firing, firing, firing. Live from Ben Hill Griffin. I'll yeah. be <laughs> doing the live recording. When he loses so, to Charlotte, you're going to be doing the <laughs> live, oh God, no. live from the stadium. So 
from on the SEC Plus. No. Oh man. Anyway, all right. Before we get too off topic, um, yeah. So there's our report cards. Uh, we'll be uh, doing more stuff like that. Just some fun stuff at the end, keeping you up with news. That's pretty much how this offseason's gonna go. Um, we'll throw in some NFL stuff mm-hmm. later down the road, but not right now. Um, because we're running too late over a little past the time. So yeah, but yeah. So forgot to mention. Uh, always make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. We're lacking subscribers, guys. We need some more. Spread the word. Tell you guys. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. Let go out and listen to us. Watch us. Do whatever you want. Tell your friends. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Do it. Please. Do it. Come on. Do it. And your if you do it, your team will have good luck. Good luck. Unless you know you're you know Lincoln Riley's defense. I don't know. I mean I don't think much do much about that one. That one's <laughs> it's a lost cause. <laughs> all right i got it all right we'll get on out of here but uh yeah hit that subscribe button guys we really appreciate you guys listening following us watching us i know i talked to a couple of you guys out there follow us all the episodes yeah. so appreciate it tell your friends about us really need it we love it um hey your guys input guys um uh, i've really heard a couple of guys it. say they really like it yeah. if you guys know anybody like said or you're just talking just hey like hey hit that subscribe button you see somebody watching youtube hey Hit that subscribe button, you know. I say um, I came into work the other day. I had three guys tell me they sat down, and just listened to listen to us while they were hanging out. I mean, little stuff like that. That's awesome. We, we oh, yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So we'll be coming out the next episode next week because we'll be a once a week just because the off season. So, um, without further ado, guys. Uh, see you guys next time. All right. See you guys.